All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Chalk Talk, everyone. I'm Adam Petrus, straight out of Jacksonville Beach, Florida, where I might know one or two things about the world of sports and technology. And I'm joined by my co-host, Hale Henches, that guy from the University of Alabama, tight end, national champion. Oh, and a few years in the NFL as a tight end, catching passes from Andrew Luck and others. And we are back for Chalk Talk to wrap up the year, and we thought it might be interesting to bring in one of our colleagues. You might have seen or heard of him, and he might just have one of the best, coolest jobs in all of Zebra, and I'm talking about Dom, Dominic Russo. He is a member of the Zebra Sports team. I've had the pleasure of working with Dom hand-in-hand for almost six, seven years, and to be honest, Hale and I really thought we might get Coach Sean Payton here to wrap up the year. And so a couple scheduling conflicts, uh, and so the next best guy available was Dom Russo. So, Dom, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam, for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, I, I think I'm probably a one-for-one replacement, definitely, for uh, for Coach Payton. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, high, high praise indeed, and, and very much looking forward to talking with you guys today. Well, it's awesome to have you, Dom, certainly. Um I'd love for you to kind of, you know, take Hale and I and the audience through your journey in sports. And um, I just got to set the stage for all you folks listening in the office, in the car, at home. But Dom Russo is one of these passionate sports individuals. Now, this guy follows high school football. He's in and on Twitter. He's watching the FIFA World Cup. He's taking care of NFL next-gen stats, uh, and he's looking at what's going on in the NBA. So, Dom, you are a sports lover. You're our kind of guy, as well as a lot of the uh, listening audience. So, why don't you just give us a little background of who Dom Russo is and the journey uh, throughout your professional sports world? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think you summed it up. Uh, World Cup just finished up recently. Um, huge sports fan with, with all the sports. Football was, was always been my passion. So, um, yeah, to, to where I got to where I am, uh, now I, I was with actually the NFL previously, um, did some work in their GSIS department, uh, their official game day statistics and, and information systems. Um, so in that role, uh, basically, I um, did QA of all the stats for the NFL. So if you would see something like stat corrections that come out in fantasy, um, I was basically one of the persons that was involved in, in that whole process. Um, so that was basically my, my break into the sports, uh, the sports world. Um, I left one of my full-time jobs to, to take that job. And that was a seasonal job only. Um, moved from California to New York. Uh, was there for about seven to eight months doing that. And then once that ended, that led me to Zebra. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's where I am now. That's awesome. And can you just give us a little bit of, um, description of the job that you do hold within Zebra Sports? And first, let me just say that, um, the Zebra Sports organization is, you know, the, the arm of Zebra Technologies that, um, focuses specifically on the execution of our technology solutions on the playing field. So next-gen stats is managed by our Zebra Sports team. And so we have great leadership out of John Bacon, 
And uh, Dom, you can talk and hit a little bit about the command center here shortly. But um, if you wouldn't give, mind giving the audience a little bit of play and flavor, the size of the team and everything that you guys do, uh, so that when we're watching our favorite team in, in game of the night being played, you know, how do those next-gen stats get uh, delivered? Right, yeah, could definitely talk about that. So we have a, a relatively small uh, full-time team, um, roughly 15 members, I would say. Uh, but then we also have three part-time employees that are in the stadium for every game day. So, you know, there's 10 games going on at once. We have three part-time employees uh, in the stadium every week. So we're managing them in the stadium, making sure they're they're activating all the tags, uh, activating all the footballs, which we now track, activating all the officials, activating all the pylons, uh, activating <clears throat> sticks and chains. So uh, there's basically a process from before the game till the end of the game where uh, our local employees in venue is we're helping them through this process of uh, activating all the tags, making sure the venues are up and ready to track for the NFL. So we're, we're managing them as they're, as they're in the, in the venue. Um, once the game kind of starts, they have to basically timestamp, um, all events as they're happening live in the stadium, snap, handoff, pass, uh, all those, um, all of those events are being transmitted to the NFL in real time. Uh, so as you're seeing, you know, some of those big plays that are happening live, and the NFL's tweeting out about them from their the, uh, NGS Twitter. Uh, that's coming directly from our data, uh, from all the tags that were activated by the, the in-venue folks, and then uh, the time stamping of those events. So the NGS team kind of tell those those cool stories as they're happening live uh, for fan interaction uh, and, and media interaction. So um, that's a little bit of the of the game day process in a you know quick fashion of uh, the locals. Uh, in venue folks getting to the stadium six hours before the game, executing the game as it's, as it's going on. And then, uh, eventually once the, the game ends, the, they'll get out of there, but then they'll be back the next week for, for the next home game. So, um, we're overseeing that all the way from the morning games all the way till the end of the game. So Sundays are, are long days, but, but definitely worth it with, um, all the excitement. Um, especially, you know, when you get great Sundays where there's back and forth and, and upsets and, and big comebacks, that's always just, Fun to see some of those those fun stats. Awesome, yeah, and, and a lot of this, you know, is being monitored and controlled through the command center, right? That is that is correct. Yeah. So, okay. Um, on game day, there's a group of uh, about five to ten of us that will, will all be in one central location, and we'll be monitoring these games as they're happening live for um, you know potentially any data anomalies communication with the NFL just to make sure that all the processes um, are being followed and if there's any any sort of mishap that might happen that we're we're all there together to to be able to fix that and and get the data corrected to the NFL uh, with with anything so the I can kind of come kind of describe the command center so um, basically just two rows of of desk for for everyone to sit and then we have nine TVs up in the command center so we have all the games on um for for monitoring and then and also just for background and and being able to watch in real time if there's any sorts of adjustments we need to make we know when timeouts are happening um you know from TV and then also by communicating with with the in venue folks so 
it's uh it's very fun to be in on game day with with everything going on yeah that sounds awesome i mean there's definitely a lot to that and uh, i could only imagine if all of us could get a you know a, a behind the scenes look at that how cool that would be and how much that would really open us up to what it is that you all do um you know speaking of some of the difficult parts of that process you mentioned a few of them you know what what would maybe is the the singular most difficult part of you know navigating an nfl game day Right. So I, I think it definitely comes down to just not being there in person with some of our in venue folks that are, that are there on game day. So those, those people are, are very trained up and, and they know what they're doing, but sometimes stuff does go array. Um, bad weather, um, just last minute changes, you know, anything that could happen last minute that might put something in a spiral or cause them to react and speed up more than they, then they would speed up their cadence. So at some of those times, you know, we're not able to be there with them. So we're having to explain things over the phone or, or through Skype or Slack or whatever form of, of communication there might be. So I think the, the hardest thing definitely is, is not being able to be there physically with them on the ground and then having to communicate uh, what needs to happen in order to deliver what we need to for the, for the NFL, which is the tracking of all the players and footballs and officials. So definitely the hardest thing is, is not being able to, to be there with them and acting as a, as a resource remotely. Uh, that for sure is, is the toughest thing. And you don't have that, you know, full command of being able to, to do it for them or, or, or show them exactly how it's done. It's, you know, relying on their training, which, which is very good. But like I said, sometimes things get sped up. Cadence is, is faster and, um, they have to react in real time and, and very quickly. So that's, that's definitely the hardest part, but, um, you know, as, as someone who played under sports, it's, or played in sports, it's, you know, it's important to, you know, remain cool and, and calm under those, under those situations. And that's um, what, uh, and that's what Dom Russo does. I've got to say, you know, to help level set for the audience, um, as, as, as Dom has indicated that game day is an intense day from, you know, before sunrise to sunset. You've got multiple games going on, multiple venues and, uh, it's a fun job, right, Dom? But at the same time, it can get intense because, you know, you've got, you know, SLAs that we need to deliver to the NFL and we've got a, you know, every player tracking for every single play. And you've got to look out for some of the, you know, if a tag happens to fall off, how do we go ahead and, you know, resolve that and quickly? Um, so there's some and unique things that happen too, right? Where players may end up changing pads and they don't coordinate that with the equipment staff or our team and we need to follow protocols to get there. So, um, hats off to the command center of that team. I've always been a big fan. Derek Bonatelli does a great job leading the effort and certainly, you know, Dom, you and your team cool under pressure to always, you know, deliver, uh, results. And then of course that team on the ground, um, again, in real time, doing everything that they need to do so that we can really, as fans, enjoy all of those next-gen stats um, highlights in the actual data itself. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, it's a huge team effort. So it's, you know, without – you need everyone to work in conjunction with the people in the stadium. And we're working with the equipment managers. And then the in-venue folks are working with us in the command center. And then we're working with each other to make sure all, all these things are being take, t- being taken care of in real time uh, and as fast as possible. So like you said, when there's, you know, eight to ten morning games, those morning games could get crazy if all of a sudden one thing goes 
goes away in one game and then another and then another game starts popping up and then it, it always seems to be at the same time you know it's never never spaced out so always a little bit of scrambling uh occasionally but you know that's what makes it makes it fun and and makes those Sundays interesting yeah, no doubt about it. So certainly, you know, operational and execution, everybody has to be, you know, bringing their A game, which we know that 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 team does, you know, and we're now into our ninth season of what I would call, you know, flawless execution by the entire team. And um, that is a major component of it. And, and what, you know, to add to it is not only in game day and then you have staff going in from full-time to part-time during the middle of the week where they may need to tweak a antenna or receiver or working with the NFL because a server upgrade is going to occur or in UPS um, or PDU has to be replaced. So there is a constant cycle of maintenance and testing and updates and calibration to deliver us the next-gen stats. So now let's turn our attention to – let's talk stats, man. Um, like I said, you know, from the top, Dom, you are – you're a, a sports and a stats guy. What to you have you found over your time supporting the program to be the most fascinating, you know, stat or stat package, if you will, when it comes to evaluating, you know, performance in the game? Um, I, I, I don't know if it's the most interesting, but I always seem to, to, to find it when I, I kind of put stuff together for weekly for our, our Zebra internal team to distribute stats, uh, throughout to our media partners is, um, you could look at something like a receiver where they have a, you know, a large, uh, separation, uh, like a large ap- average separation for a game. Um, I, one example that I always seem to think of is, uh, Rondale Moore for the, the Arizona Cardinals and, and he's been placed on IR and, and out for the rest of the year, but he always seems to have a, a very large separation, average separation. Um, and some people might think, oh man, this guy's always getting open, uh, but he's, He's actually not always getting open. The the Cardinals just love throwing short passes to him all the time. So he's always given a pretty big cushion uh, by the defensive backs playing off of him. So his his average separation is always very high because he's catching passes very close to the line of scrimmage when defensive backs and defensive players are are very are playing further off of, off of him. So I, I think it just speaks to the to the the notion that. The stats aren't everything. That stats are very important, but at the same time, you got to take into effect all the context of those plays. Um, and I think, you know, but comparing between certain players is is something to keep in mind. So that's always kind of one that that I find interesting. If I see a player uh, for a given week that might have, you know, a large average separation, you know, what kind of routes are those is those players running? Um, and you know, that's something that you need to watch football for. You can't just look at the stats and be like, oh, let's. You know, let's go get that guy because he's always creating separation. We we know those are actually just the routes that he's running, and and that's why. So I think it just once once again shows the the point that uh, it's great to have these numbers and statistics and analytics and stuff, but you also still need to have that football knowledge too. That you can't have one without the other. Um, so have, having both is 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 important to help tell the whole story. Yeah, that's well said, Dom. Um, you know, I can, as a former player, I can really speak to the power that, you know, having something to just add on to your film study or add on to your, um, you know, just watching a game and being a fan and, and being able to take that preparation to a new level. Uh, you know, that's really something that, that we're unlocking a new appreciation and um, discovery of, you know, where we really can go with this thing. You know, and, and speaking of that, right, coaches, players, NFL executives, you know, 
Have you talked to them, you know, much about RFID and next gen stats? And if so, you know, what are they getting excited about or, you know, what are they utilizing? Anything like that that you're able to share? Um, yeah, I think, uh, the, the one thing that I think what, what coaches try and, do, or coaches and executives and, and some of the, the staff that they might use it for now is, especially as we do things with the senior bowl and, and East West shrine game is they're constantly trying to, to use this data in a way to, you know, to, to ultimately find players that might be similar to ones that they already have. So, uh, by using, you know, the in-game data that they're able to get, they're able to see how certain players might run certain routes or how fast do, uh, players run in these certain routes. And then when we track at these all-star games like the Senior Bowl and the East-West Shrine game, you know, you can look at the measurables of a player and you could start looking at the RFID data. RFID data and see, you know, what players might compare to the ones that we have right now. Um, is there, you know, a young young guy that maybe we want to pick up and then a couple years down the road he could be a similar replacement? Um, so I think that that's a really exciting thing now is you could actually, instead of saying, man, let's get a replacement for, for A.J. Brown, um, you know, he's a bigger guy, he played downfield, he's fast, he's athletic, he's big. You could have these, you know, kind of data points to, to back up some of that reasoning as well as the on the field and, and what you're seeing and, and talking to that player in person. Yeah, fantastic. No, it really is unlocking a new level of understanding for all these executives to make, you know, really informed decisions about who they're going to invest in, right? And that's, you know, really something that helps them make business level decisions, just like we can do, obviously, uh, in using that same technology in you know, our, our business applications that Zebra uh, supports. So, you know, ta- thinking a little bit towards the future, is there something that these executives, coaches, players are asking for in the next generation of next gen stats? Maybe is there a new set of data points or a data package like Adam was talking about that they're hoping to see more of or anything like that? I I think the definitely probably one of the most things that they would love to see is, is more things with offensive linemen and defensive linemen. You know, those players necessarily aren't moving at the highest speeds all the time, uh, especially the offensive linemen. So I think trying to find statistics and, and things of those nature to help define like how, how good or, um, what an offensive lineman is, is doing on certain plays, I think is definitely, um, the next step of trying to, of what they could get the tracking data from, um, and, and having to apply some sort of metrics to them, uh, rather than, you know, just like pure speed, which obviously is very easy to get for a receiver, you know, running on certain routes or running backs, um, or with quarterbacks, you know, throwing the ball. We have the ball metrics now, so you could kind of compare quarterbacks with arm strength and things like that. But I think definitely trying to find ways to, to quantify it from an offensive lineman or, or defensive lineman perspective. And, and we're starting to get there on defensive linemen with, with things you could do with, um, you know, how quickly does a defensive player cross the line of scrimmage at the snap? Um, but still trying to find those, those things for offensive linemen, I think is probably the next step. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And, you know, it's been fascinating to see the evolution of the Next Gen Stats program from the, you know, public facing and integration with the broadcast and, you know, stat that commercials and, you know, fantasy programs and tying in the data. And, you know, we look at it from a business standpoint, too, you know, and in Hale and I here on the on the sales and the channel side, you know, we're looking at, you know, sales out. And we're looking at trending data. We're looking at shipping data, you know, percentage of uh, goods shipping on schedule or ahead of schedule, which is what we always love to see. But, 
Don, let's turn our attention and talk about practice uh, in the NFL and the utilization of player tracking data. Now, without getting into any specific teams, um, it's it's certainly out there that you know Zebra is the official on-field player tracking provider, and we also have more than a handful of NFL clubs that use our solution for their their daily and weekly practices. Um, and as you have seen and supported working with these teams and clubs, what has impressed you the most, or you know, sits in your mind as the trend? Of, of this journey that the sports clubs have been on from, you know, the utilization of the data um, or their interaction with, you know, us, Zebra, on the data collection? Yeah, I think if anything, it's just the, the growing importance of trying to have and get as much of this data as possible. Um, you know, when teams go on the road, um, because our data is, is local uh, to their specific, you know, practice venue, um, them, you know, being on the road for a little bit and not being able to collect that data is is a huge piece that you know teams would love to have. So just the importance of of the collection of the data has just gotten you know it's gone up another level where the teams really are trying to collect this for every practice, for every walkthrough, for every every you know every possible scenario, rehabs, working out players. So I think it's just the the growing importance of of this for all the teams and how much it actually does mean to them, even if it isn't on a game day analytics type, um, you know, in-game scenario type thing where it's, it's all, um, you know, the getting the players to up to the performance to perform on game day. So it's just the, just the, the rapid rise of, of how much this data means to the teams. And, and it really does mean a lot to the teams and, and incorporated into their, into their daily, into their daily process and, and having to get that data turned around every day. You know, teams start practicing on Wednesday for a Sunday practice and they'll practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So that'll be, you know, four days of tracking that they'll have uh, for practice to get their players up to speed and, and ready for game day. So it's, it's really just the increased importance of, of the practice data um, to the teams, which I think is really, um, is really, you know, a telltale of, of how important um, the data is not only to the NFL on game day, but to the, the practice team as well on a daily basis. Do you think that the, the players are are coming to embrace it more and more as it's part of the schema and the fact that if I listen to the coaches and I, you know, I run at 80% of my max speed for a certain period and I follow that script that they're, they're realizing the, the positives and the benefits of the player tracking data. Yeah, I, I think so. And, and I think it, it kind of goes in hand, hand in hand too with the younger players, um, you know, as they're coming into the league, they've, they've been exposed more to technologies. You know, they've had iPhones sure. their entire lives. They've had, you know, all the technology their entire lives. So they're used to kind of having, having something being tracked or, or something being, them being exposed to it. So they're more open and, and understanding, I think, than, you know, some of the older players who, who might not have been around technology as much or they think it's a detriment. So I, and it definitely comes down to the coaching staffs as well and communicating to the players and having those good relationships with the players to be able to, to let them know saying, Hey, we're, you know, this isn't meant to find a reason to, to get rid of you, but we want to make sure that you're performing your best on game day. So I think definitely there is more player buy-in and um, especially with, with our technology because it's, it's such a, you know, our tags are so small and they're not heavy and they can't be seen. That also helps it as well because it doesn't, it's not a hindrance to the players. Right. It's something that's larger or, or in the way or, or anything like that. So I think that that's also a big thing of, 
it doesn't interfere with the players, the players daily, daily life and daily, daily practice, which is sure. important. Yeah. You know, there's a, an old joke I, I say from time to time when I'm either talking with some people in the business or if it's media and you know, there's, there are coaches that subscribe and buy into player tracking data. And then there are former coaches and GMs because the, the way of the world is, is that it is part of the toolbox. And, you know, the old school where it's like, hey, I'm an old school coach and I know how to evaluate good talent. I know how to run a practice. It just isn't what it is now. It, it is, you know, Tom, Dom, you work in with a lot of teams, almost all the teams, uh, you know, from the game day perspective. But they all now have a director of sports performance or director of sports science. And, and they've got almost it seems like a small army of people collecting this data, breaking it down from a practice, breaking it down from the NFL feed after Sundays and Mondays. So it is um, I think the culture is absolutely gone to technology as part of, you know, the the schema or the tool set. And then it comes down to the teams themselves to figure out what's important and then how to leverage that intelligence, if you will. But hey, Hale, let me flip it over to you as a, a former player, not too many years removed. You know, what was the vibe in the locker rooms uh, when you were there and and, you know, from from player tracking and or to just the technology period? Yeah, I think people really are beginning to understand and appreciate it, um, you know, especially as you have experienced veterans in the locker room that really want to figure out how they can extend their career. And obviously young, young players want to do that as well. How do I stick around in the league? But you really saw the veteran leadership, you know, of, you know, players who are trying to combine, you know, their film study with what they're seeing from a, uh, you know, a data and a stat uh, percentage to say like, hey, you know, I know on um, third downs they're in this formation this percentage of times, or I know on you know second down the safety is rolled down to this depth, or, or you know this far off the line of scrimmage, or anything like that, right? Like all those little nuances that you can gain from the data are really things that players and coaches are really starting to buy into, and you saw it a lot on our Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday game preparation. You know, we really deep breakdown of of everything that was telling from you know the, the the opponent that we're playing right are there any tells any 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 way that they're showing their hand if you will that we can pick up and, and gain some side of slight of advantage um, so that that's really been bought in extremely well and I think players are starting to utilize it and understand that this is where I can you know really get get some kind of advantage over the the other team so um, that's that's been a, a very welcome surprise and also on top of that i'll say from a competition standpoint you know players really like to see like hey what was my max speed you know at, at practice or during the game you know what did i top out at and you know i was the fastest um cornerback or i was the fastest receiver this week and that's you know that's a badge of honor for these guys and you know really something that they can use and scouts can use to say hey you know this player is really giving it his all every single game and his, his effort is showing up. So it, it is a great way to just, again, get more information, help the players, and everyone can be more successful through it. That's awesome. And thanks for that, Hale. And, um, yeah. uh, Dom, let's talk about, you know, briefly before we, uh, we wind up here, but all right, you know, Zebra is the authority in player tracking. RFID, UWB technology, you guys have an awesome staff, great leadership. Um, you know, the, the few but mighty, as I recall, and I know. But, um, you know, what's next for Zebra Sports? Uh, what sports would you love to see Zebra bring into the fold um, if and when we can? 
Um, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with football still with this, uh, and not, you know, go out of the bread and butter, but, you know, I would love to do, to do more with college. Um, <clears throat> college has always been, you know, that's a, that's a great addition, not only for zebra, but for NFL with being able to, you know, to see the data for, you know, these next guys that are going to be playing for, you know, for, for you. So being able to expand in, in college, uh, I think is, you know, a great opportunity. Um, especially, you know, as players now, uh, have a little bit more power in college with the NIL stuff. Um, I, I don't think it's as much as a hurdle now. Um, but being able to, to, I mean, track at the college level, whether that's, you know, one conference or, uh, do s- select bowl games. I think getting that data is, would be awesome for, for the NFL. And then if, if somehow being able to get that data to NFL teams as well for, to use for scouting purposes, I think that would be, be awesome to have. Um, I also just think having, being able to see some of these metrics that you see for, uh, you know, you go to the public facing next gen stat site, uh, and being able to just to see speeds and all these different, uh, statistics. I think it would be a boost for the colleges and the players for being able to, to see these statistics. And then also just from a media perspective as well. I think the schools could, uh, could get a lot out of it as well. So I think, um, the college level sticking with football, uh, where we know, you know, we do a great job of with the operation and, uh, and delivering that. I think doing it at the college level, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm from the West Coast, so would love to do something <laughs> with the Pac-12. Um, but, uh, but yeah, any sort of conference I think would be, be a good start. Well, I don't think you have to twist, uh, Hale in my arm to, uh, follow that business plan. Uh, no, I absolutely love it. Um, I'll have to give John Bacon a call and, uh, see what we can do from a BD campaign and, uh, would love to see the growth of the program. Um, all right, Dom, let's enter the lightning round. All right, let's go for it. All right, here we go. So we're going to start out very, fairly basic here. And, and, and Hale, I, I welcome you to, to, to join in here on this. But um, all right, Dominic Russo, you've entered the lightning round of Chalk Talk. Favorite NFL team? Oh, I, I don't really have a favorite NFL team. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a favorite NFL team. I'm supposed okay. to be neutral. Favorite, <laughs> favorite NFL team for next-gen stats data? We'll, we'll go with the Eagles. Okay, got the Eagles. Yep. Most impressive quarterback in the NGS era. Uh, I mean, I think you got to go. Yeah, we'll stick with the Eagles here. You got, I think you got to go with with Jalen Hurts right now. He's one of the front runners for the MVP, having a having a great year. He's uh, he's definitely one of them. Um, another another quarterback that I really like who hasn't had as much team success, uh, but Justin Fields. He's been he's been awesome as a runner, still improving as a passer, but uh, electric running the ball. Um, I believe he was, he has the most rush yards over expectation as a quarterback. Just recently got over 1,000 yards rushing as a quarterback. Uh, he's having a, a, a great season for a, a team that's not performing, uh, so well in the wins and loss columns. But if he could take another step passing, I think he could really be one of the, the best quarterbacks in the NFL. All right. I like that. All right. Uh, favorite CFL team? Well, favorite CFL team? Um, the BC Lions for sure. And that is the Canadian Football League for yep. everyone. Um, how about this one? Favorite Division Three school, NCAA? Division Three. Um, well, I I actually did get recruited to play Division Three football, so um, that was Occidental College in uh, Los Angeles. How about that? Well, did you end up turning down that scholarship? It, uh, you know, Division Three didn't give scholarships, so academic, I, Dom, academic, ac- academic, correct? Yeah, so. 
the uh, the I actually actually ended up getting a better academic scholarship from the the school that I went to. Um, I was hoping to play at the Division One level. I wanted to walk on, but but didn't work out. So ultimately said no to Division Three. Oh, I got it. No, very cool though. All right, who wins the Super Bowl? Super Bowl Fifty Four in February. Oh, I, I guess I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roll with with what I've been saying. I will go with the Eagles. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it there. Um, all right, Hale, final thoughts. Oh man, Adam and Dom, what a, what a great episode this was. I mean, this was an awesome look into something that is extremely, extremely exciting that Zebra does that more people need to know about. More people around the world, football fans. Uh, you know, everyone needs to understand Zebra's role in making the NFL engine go. Uh, and really, it's certainly something that uh, is a badge of honor for us. So, Dom, it's always a pleasure to get to talk to you. Um, you know, fun fact, Dom was one of the first people that I talked to whenever I started my NFL PA internship with Zebra um, as a, an intern, you know, back a couple years ago. And um, you know, I really appreciated everything that he shared and really helped me uh, find my path to Zebra. So, Dom, I appreciate that. No problem at all. And yeah, no, it's awesome that you're able to, to join us, um, shortly after that. So, um, thanks again for, for having me. It was a lot of fun to talk about uh, all this stuff. You don't always get to, um, you have to find the, the certain group to, of people that are interested. So thanks for having me on. It was uh, a great time. Uh, Dom, you were fantastic. And, uh, look, we know that you got a handful of weeks to go. So we wish you and the entire team, um, a very smooth, rest of the regular season and then the postseason the and then of course the 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 super bowl so um thank you dom appreciate it in your insights and um we will look forward to seeing who wins that super bowl and from hale and i to the chalk talk nation thanks for tuning in today and uh, we wish you all a very um healthy and safe holiday season and a happy new year and so there for chalk talk i'm adam petrus And I'm Hale Hentges. See you next year.